What's wrong with the woods? Well, you see, there's evil in these woods. He's just drunk, guys. Don't don't listen to him. Do you see anybody else out here? It's just y'all. I'm not planning on staying, and there's a reason for that. of Tall Boy Radio. A couple of weeks ago we took a trip to the Hellgate. Tonight we venture into the Forest of Death with two stars of that movie, which is available now on Amazon Prime, so go and watch it immediately. Actually, listen to this first. But before we get to those two guys, let's say hello to the man who has a city in Indiana named after him. Gary? Evening all, evening the world. I'm really, really looking forward to this. Loved the episode a couple of weeks ago. It's great when we hook up with guys from over the pond. So um, yeah, really, really looking forward to this and um, finding out where we get to. Indeed, indeed. So as I said there in the introduction, we're joined by Benjamin L. Newmark and Tyler Miller, who star in The Forest of Death. Who wants to say hello first? Tell us a little bit about your character and maybe some of the other films that the good folks at home may have seen you in. I like Ty go first because I have a drink in my hand, so I can listen and drink <laughs> while he talks. All right, so my name is Tyler Miller, as he's already mentioned. Uh, I play Tom in the Force of Death, and I guess a few other things that I've done. Um, I've, I've done I was in Bloodline on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Probably about three years ago now. And then I've also done. I mean, I'm fairly new into the industry, but I've also done in the Baywatch. I was, yeah. That was my first, yeah, Baywatch. It was actually filmed locally, so I got a great opportunity. And then, you know, I, and then I, my most recent opportunity was with Force of Death, and I've also done another movie with DBS, which was uh, The Murder House, which is probably the most recent one besides uh, Force of Death. And I'm telling you, these two, Brendan and uh, Kellen, phenomenal. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, you know, we'll talk about it more, but it was, I mean, it's this huge eye opener as far as like where I want to be as an actor. And I, my growth went from here to here, just in like these two films. And it's been incredible. That's cool. I have to say, I've been watched, I've watched Forest of Death and it is a really professionally produced film. It's fantastic. I think the cinematography is particularly strong. And one of the other characters in that is a gentleman by the name of Roger who is a real character in that movie. And that's played by Benjamin. Yes, that was uh I've been doing this 21 years and I've become so used to people either ignoring everything I do or just crapping all over it. This is a, a very weird time to just be getting all positive reviews and not just of the movie, but of a performance I did. That's one of those weird things where you just your whole life. You just want someone to say, like, you're OK, you're OK, you're OK. Maybe you can keep doing this. And this was just, this is outstanding. I just. I just checked the IMDb ranking for the movie. It's almost at 100 votes, and it's holding it at 9.3. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was one of those guys who voted. I thought, you know, having watched it would be the decent thing to do for you guys. So, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, my pleasure, my pleasure. So I so, think it's cool that someone in the UK watched the movie. Yeah. I've never uh, been international before. There you go. Well, you will you will be tonight because this podcast, thankfully, is picked up in 53 countries. So, but but least, and. I'm I'm glad it's also from the United Kingdom, so my mother-in-law will understand it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, she could have something in her language. Yeah, 
Well, we had we had Bridget on and we had Emily on, who you're doing a film with soon. And they seem to think we have an accent, which I couldn't quite get my head around because I, I was convinced it was them that did. Oh, I, I hear the accent 100%, but I'm sure you hear my voice and you're trying to figure out which part of the United States I'm from. Like, is he the tree hugger? Or is he the gun toter? Which part of the country is he from? <laughs> well, Roger definitely would be the gun toter in that, in that movie, wouldn't yes. he? Do you want to tell us a little bit then about your characters? Do you want to go first, Benjamin? Tell us a little bit about Roger because he's a, oh, he's an interesting one. Yeah, so Roger is the basis for him was to be the the trope character. If you've seen the Friday the Thirteenth movies, there's always that one character that for no real reason just explains the entire story to everybody. So that's what Roger was initially supposed to be was just the crazy guy that tells a story. But working with Brendan and Kellen through pre-production, they're very open to different ideas and interpretations, and they give you a lot of room to play and a lot of freedom. So, mm-hmm. you know, we found a bond over Kurt Russell and the thing. Of who is it? Who's it going to be? And then from there, Roger went from lore dump guy to red herring to just kind of like popping up everywhere by the end of the film. But it started as just being, you know, lore dump, but just through honestly developing the character and finding some good basis for it and having a lot of fun with it we were able to take it from what was supposed to be you know a 2d character and we fleshed it out and fleshed it out and then you got the uh uh what was my favorite one the cantankerous redneck that's somewhere between a cross of paulie shore and bradley cooper <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i read that i saw that yeah i'd take that i'd take that and what about yourself, Tyler, then? You you play a very different type of character in the movie. Yeah, I play Tom. So, you know, I was a, the typical, you know, boyfriend and, you know, my girlfriend. You know, we go out on this trip with a couple of friends. And then, you know, I just play that college boyfriend type vibe. Um, you know, dumb, just drinking, make stupid, you know, decisions. <laughs> um, you know, debate. The very, very, you know, standard character. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, pl- I mean, it, it just becomes really natural to me. There wasn't, you know, too much I had to get into as, as far as what Ben had to do. But it was, I, I enjoyed, like, the entire thing. And it, it was actually nice because I, so that he premiered, me and Ben got to see the movie early, like, way, way before it was released. And I actually chose not to watch that early release because I'm like, I want to watch it with the premiere of everybody. I want everybody see at the same time so i'm like all right i'm gonna wait and wait and wait so ben and me and ben were talking and he's like talking about the movie and everything like that and i'm like he's like dude did you even see the movie i'm like no <laughs> i was like i haven't even seen it man i was like i was like i've only seen these bits and pieces that they keep posting on instagram and i'm like wow dude ben this movie's so great he's like dude i already know <laughs> yeah i i early reviews of the film were very very positive to I almost think you're lying when people are talking about it, but the people that saw it were just like, I really like this movie. Like, this is a huge step up for DBS films in general, and their last film was really good. The one before that was number one on Tubi for a while. Oh, really? So I, yep. I, yeah, uh, Girl in Cabin 13. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had an idea that people were liking, but you just you don't really know until it comes out if people are going to watch it, if people are going to like it. So there was a lot of anxiety and then the reviews started populating and you, you know, there's, there's obviously a couple in there that have their opinions that they're not big fans. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
And then you have the mass general of people saying they love it. Mm. And they love the characters. They love the friendship. They love the bonding. A few people like the montages. Um, you know, obviously everyone loves Roger. But <laughs> I, I kind of had a little feeling it was going to do well. But to this degree, I had no idea. I had absolutely no clue. No, that's cool. That's cool. And that, like you say, the characters in it are actually quite endearing. So even... Yeah, even Tyler's character, you know what I mean? He can, you know, he's playing like the college guy. He's 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 quite likable. His girlfriend's very attractive. And then there's the other couple that are there, and you kind of willing them to get together as well. So I mean, they're they're sort of they're really very very different characters again, and very very likable. And then you got Roger, and you don't really really know what this guy's up to, what his angle is. You know, is he is he going to be the guy who's out in the woods doing whatever it is that that rednecks do in the woods? And let's not speculate on that too much. But you know, it, it it's good. And then. And this is the bit that I, I liked right at the start. So any modern horror movie that you watch straight away, first five minutes of the film, when they're in an isolated area, somebody somewhere will make a comment that their cell phone isn't working. Now, you, you took a very different angle on this one, and I really liked it, because instead of like so that, oh, no cell service or whatever, no internet, it just made it really clear. Well, you know what? We got the cell phones or whatever and what have you, but there's really no point calling anyone because it is that isolated. Nobody's getting anywhere near you for an hour. And I thought that was quite an interesting take. That's somebody who's seen these things before and thought about it. So yeah, there's you know. a lot that Brendan puts into these films of just identifying things that work and what people hate. Seeing the way his brain writes a script and constructs a scene is wild because he'll look at it and know, okay, I have to hit this beat, I have to hit this beat, I have to hit this beat. This has been done too many times. This is boring. This is a little different. This might work. All right. So I'm going to hit this beat with that one. And just the way he can construct little things, it's really fun to watch. Because he could take a scene oh. that, you know, it's on paper, that we rehearsed it, we read it a hundred times. And then the moment you go into it, he'll change one or two different things or he'll tweak something that you said. And before you know it, it's a drastically different scene. And he starts to avoid a lot of those little tropes, even with the, the character development. Like, Ty could have very easily just been the douchey boyfriend. Yeah. Like the, um, like he very easily could have just gone that role. But instead, it was way more fleshed out, and he was likable. And especially the people that were Dylan fans, they really enjoy hating him, which was kind of the job. But he did it without <laughs> being the, you know, the stereotypical douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the the character that the Tyler, the the, the you play. Typically, they aren't very likable in those kind of movies, but you make that character quite likable. That's what we were, as I'd seen me and Ben were talking about it, because I was I was seeing, like, the early postings. I'm like, Ben, I was like, I'm not making any of, like, they're not posting anything. About, like, everything's, you know, Roger, 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 or, or you know, Dylan or, or Chloe. And so I'm just like, I, I just, I just didn't, they didn't like me. And then he's like, no, no, he's like... He he, you know, like basically, you know, for these horror films, it's a specific genre of people. You know, it's you're not gonna, you're always just not gonna get uh, an overall audience, and that where you know, like I said, it's horror, and this not everybody likes horror, and just how it's always gonna be. So I'm like, <laughs> he's like, you know, the the model boyfriend type, uh, you know, that's just not doesn't always fit the the horror genre. I mean, obviously people like it, but then when they see Roger. It really fills all the gaps of like what they're looking for. They're looking for that that weird like, but like uh, likable. Also, you just never know what's going to be next with that character. So it was, it was really really awesome. I'm um, working with uh, Brendan and Kellen because I worked on the film before it, and we were we were I was I had an amazing opportunity to, on the time before it, and so when I got cast for this one for the, the Force of Death, which is literally the movie after, uh, I was like, 
I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, I don't know what to say because I was like, this opportunity is amazing, and how I get to like work with these actors and and the produce and you know Dylan and Kellen, and then make a different character for each movie. And then, like he said, they're always open to interpretation. So, like, you know, we have the lines and we go through it. And then, you know, but we, we go back and forth and like, oh, wow, this is so much better doing it this way. I didn't think about that that way. And so that's why, like, when we're doing it and because I've worked with other directors and like, nope, this is how it is. If you don't like it, then just go, f- you know, go find another film. This is it. And it was it is what it is sometimes. But uh, Kellen and Brennan have been really, really, really. I mean, they're they got it. They got a specific niche. and. I've never. I don't. I don't think anybody's doing what they're doing right now. And their goal, I think, now is what four movies in a year. I, they well, the biggest goal they want to do is their motto is we make films for our fans with our fans. So right. again, like they know the tropes, they know what people want because they're very active in that community and with their Discord channel. Yep. And they took that a step further by you know, hey, people that are really passionate and really dedicated and really love this genre and they're really into what we do, we should do more with them. So yep. now their goal is to put their fans in their films. And the goal for this year is to do 50 roles over the course of four or five films, all in their movies. And those roles that haven't really been written yet, but they will start casting soon, they start auditioning for. And the first auditions all go to the super fan. And in Forest of Death, the character of Officer Hawk he was a fan. They yep. had the role that they set aside for a super fan. And they auditioned everyone in their Discord who wanted to be a part of it. And he won that role. And he crushed it to the point you would not know this man is not a trained actor. He's a fan because he's so good. And not only is he that good, in their next film, he's in that. And the film after that, which is already shot, he plays Officer Hawk again. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. He's cool, isn't he? Yeah. To be honest with you, he is convincing. I did wonder actually whether he was just like a regular cop or something that they they cast. No, fan, huge yeah. fan. It's so funny. The day they brought him in, I, I didn't know. So like they brought him in, and I thought I was like, okay, they just cast another guy, whatever. And then he's doing it, and then I'm like, oh, you know, he's pretty good. And then you know that you get to talking like personally. He's like, dude, this is my first time. I, I'm not even an actor. I'm a fan. I'm like, what? Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's incredible. And I didn't even know that they were doing this whole casting fans thing because it's pretty, it's fairly new for their films. But it's like such a great opportunity that no, no one else is doing. Yeah, and it's it's working. Like, I'll not to give away spoilers, but there is a Roger film that's already shot that's coming out later this year. And eight roles in that film were fan cast. And I was on set every single day of filming, whether you know it was my day to shoot or not, just to be a part of it and to watch what they can do. And you know there is that quality that Brendan and Kellen bring to a set of making you relax and making you comfortable and allowing you to be great. So people that don't do this professionally and it's their first time, they're getting them through it and they're giving great performances. And only doing great performances, they also did a makeup contest. So the makeup girls on the last film were fan casted, and I'll, heads up, it's amazing. It's mind blowing. Oh yeah, and, I saw the behind the scenes. Yeah, they're TikTok. They they post way too much on there, but it gets you a lot. <laughs> it gets you excited for what's coming, but it's like, oh, that's so cool. How many months away? <laughs> <laughs> 
That is a unique take. That is a real unique take, isn't it, Gaza? Yeah, I, I don't know whether or not it's something that I'm sort of aware of, really. I mean, obviously, you're saying that it's becoming quite popular, but you, you maybe have heard of sort of one or two occasions where sort of fans, they've got little sort of cameos. But, you know, to have that number of fans effectively being cast in the film, I mean, that, that sounds pretty cool, because what will happen is then, obviously, the popularity just then perpetuates and the fans are in it so you know other fans realize that hey maybe we can get a piece of this and and they get involved as well and and, and it just generates that that huge interest in it just one thing I, I was I was sort of conscious I was going to ask you in terms of sort of the genre you guys are horror fans did, did you grow up watching horror was it something that you was that the reason that you were attracted to it? or was it literally like hey my agent got me the gig so I'm going to go do it sort of thing yeah, I'm I'm a diehard fan, man. Right. I started. I was an insomniac little kid in the '80s, and those late night USA movies, they hooked me. You know, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth is still my favorite. If it's on, I gotta watch it. I love Jason, and that led me to the weirder films, the B films. Real Killers is one. Sleepaway Camp, that whole series, and then there's a film called Bloody Murder. That's it's a rip off of everything. The killer's name's Trevor Morehouse. He's about 160 pounds soaking wet, doing wind sprints with an axe. And it was that film that I watched, and I said, This is terrible, and I love it. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Because if this counts, I'm pretty sure I can do this. And that was what got me into. I've always had this appreciation for, you know, obviously mega budget films. You know, my favorite right. film is Doctor Strange Love. But in my Phenomenal. heart. It's the stuff you grew up with. It's yeah. Yeah. bloody murder. It's Jason Voorhees. It's Freddy Krueger. It's Mike Myers. Even the last Halloween movie, I felt like a little kid watching it. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I, I so when I first, you know, was applying for the role, like I mean, I always, always wanted to be, you know, just becoming an actor. I always wanted to do horror. Like even watching the movies, I, it was more of like, well, you know, that was a good movie, but I was also like how did they like i was like i want to be on set and like see how they did this and how they filmed that and got that shot and then like it just always had my interest so when i got the, the my first i sent my audition in and you know it took a few weeks but I, I got a reply back i was like a little kid and i was like freaking out telling all my friends family i was like oh my gosh i was like and it's horror not only did i get a role because you know I, ben knows being an actor it's, it's you know the, the industry is pretty brutal but like for it to be horror and, and to be local it was it was like this is a dream come true so i mean it was and then two movies back to back i mean it's it was i I still can't even imagine it to this day i'm like is that me like <laughs> i mean horror horror i grew up watching with my actually i watched it with my grandma because my i have two brothers i have a twin brother and a younger brother and my my whole family did, nobody likes horror so she was the There's only one that one of you yeah i have a twin <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're fraternal, so we don't we don't look alike. But, oh, but yeah, really? well, that, that's not fair. Being born with the jawline twice. <laughs> yeah. So who okay. did I? Or was it me or him that I sent the set? <laughs> yeah. See, if, you see, if if Roger actually did kill one of them off, then you've got a spare to, to slip straight in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the only actor in the family, but it was like I said, the opportunity was. A dream come true and i you know look forward to whatever you know i'm a super fan just in itself for dbs um regardless if i was on the film or not you know looking forward to all the future films especially the roger files you want to know a secret that's kind of funny 
So before I got cast in this film, I was, my son was newly born. So I was just watching as many films as I can. And I found this film on Tubi called Girl in Cabin 13. And I started watching, I got about halfway through. And then I saw the, the audition for the film called Shapeshifter at the time. And I saw DBS films and I was like, oh, oh, that's a movie I'm watching. Oh, they're legit. This is a real company. Oh, this is a real, co- I have to get this role. So I applied for Ty's role and I didn't get it. And I went for Dylan's role and I didn't get it. And then the Roger, the initial casting was for an older person. So I wrote Brendan a letter because they, they get back to you. They're, they're genuinely good humans. So if you audition for them, they try to respond with something. Yep. So he responded with like, hey, man, good work. Not the right look. And I was like, hey, can I try this Roger character? Like, I have an idea for something I want to do. And it was different than what happened on screen. But Brendan Fashion, yeah, man, just go for it. And that's what got me at first. But I was a fan of Girl in Cabin 13. And when we do the table read, Chloe's the star of that film. So the first time I see her in real life is after I just watched her movie and I loved it. And it was one of those weird moments where I've been in this industry a long time. I've been around some A-listers and I've been around some B and C and D-listers. But the first time I met Chloe, absolutely starstruck. Like, oh, that's the girl from Girl in Cabin 13. <laughs> and it was so hard to compose myself because I just wanted to ask <laughs> questions. Meanwhile, the guy that directed the film is next to me. But like, you don't see him in the movie. Yeah. And then the other person that filmed, Stuart Maxheimer, I've gone on to work with three times. He played Brad in that film. And he's also coming back for the Roger Files, which if you're noticing a trend with DBS, if they like you and the fans like you, they keep bringing you back. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It makes sense. And I, and I find it really unique, like you say, that they, that they work with the fans like that. And I think that's a great way of generating interest as well, because the horror community is, it's a, there's a real click there, isn't there? And when people buy into something, like you say, you'll see franchises, like when you talk about Jason Voorhees, she was, I don't know how many of those films are ours, maybe like, was there 11? 11, 11, yeah, oh, wow, 14. 14, 14 is that right? Yeah, okay. with, uh, I guess with the Freddy versus Jason ones, then yeah, there yeah, will be, won't there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I bet you, I bet you on the money. As Roger, I'm all for franchises. <laughs> keep them coming, keep them coming. A great idea. You should okay. just keep making a whole bunch of them. <laughs> so, what was it like then being out in that movie? Because when I watch those films, and and same as like like same as yourself, big horror fan. I grew up Evil Dead, one of my all time favorite films, and it's it's yeah, sort right. of. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it sets the right. pace. It sets the pace, doesn't it? Because it's a, a group of teens, group of young people head out into the woods. They're isolated, and what happens out there? Well, gee whiz, who, who knows what happens out there? So you know, it absolutely set the actual pace. What's it like being out in the woods at night and filming? Is that a little bit creepy in itself? It's scary as hell. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's you know you think that you know it's a controlled environment it's like being on a movie set oh how bad no 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 no. <laughs> so i no. had no idea we were filming out way out in the woods I, uh, and there was one of the i was finished with my my scene so they go you could go back you know you're done for the night i'm like hey, awesome you know i'm exhausted i can get some rest in study my lines yada 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 so me and dylan were walking back and they had the lights on at the time because you know they need some light for the for the finish the the forest scenes and everything like that so walking back and they overheard me and i was like oh dylan i forgot my phone because i know that was going to need it for a light so we're walking and walking and they shut all the lights off because <laughs> i was just like i was looking at dylan and i was like hey you guys can turn the lights off. <laughs> and i was like not funny 
nothing <laughs> didn't hear anything and they're like what what did you say i'm telling you i couldn't even see my hand in front of my face like it's and the moon was out you know but when you're in the woods it's it's pitch dark you can't see anything I mean, and then, and then, you know, being some, some of the sets, like it's a smaller crew, you know, just being on, you know, the fact that it's an indie film, but it was, it was sometimes it's just me, <laughs> Brendan, and then like, uh, Kellen, and that's it. I'm like, oh, we got to go just me, you and Brendan out in the woods by ourselves. It's like, no, we got to, <laughs> let's bring, let's bring, uh, Ben and, and get some other guys out there just in case something happens. Cause it's, it's real. I mean, this stuff is scary. Yeah. yeah. Right before you go out there, someone will have a, pull you aside, whether it's Brendan or Kellen or Dylan, who does a million other things besides act. And it's like, yeah. hey, just so you know, if a brown bear comes up, you want to <laughs> you want to curl up. If a black bear comes up, you're you're gonna want to have to fight because it's gonna kill you. And if you, if you feel something on your leg, and it's moving in this motion, it's probably a snake. What you want to do is look down and identify if it's poisonous or not. If it's poisonous, you're going to want to run away because it's going to kill you. <laughs> and meanwhile, you're getting this speech as mosquitoes are eating your eyeballs. Like the Roger look, that, that glaze in the hair, that's bug spray. That's 100% bug spray used to get that look. And it's very intentional of, I need something I can keep doing in scenes that allows me to be bug free. Got it. <laughs> yeah. there we go got that roger shine bug spray everywhere yeah that's crazy you know we we talked like i said we talked to emily and we talked to bridget a couple of weeks ago and I, it's it's a, there's a real sense of envy isn't there guys when you hear about this life it's it's something that you dream of so you guys must feel incredibly incredible i asked them the same question do you ever do you ever stop and take a look around and think i can't believe that i'm doing this in my life it's literally happening right now. <laughs> You're witnessing it right now. <laughs> For me, this is the moment. You know, no, yeah. 21 when, years, I've never had this. No. Oh, I've been doing it for 21 years, but... <laughs> I don't even know um, if you're 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I, I was really young at 21 years ago. <laughs> it, it, it must but, be amazing, uh, though, to I think mean, that you've been going through, you know... You, particularly yourself Ben you know you've been going through it you know for, for much longer than Tyler and and as you said earlier you know in, in a way to finally get that I suppose that recognition for people to then be seeing you in a really really sort of positive light then that must that must give you I suppose confidence in terms of moving forward in turn you know I am doing the right thing it is what I want to do I can see a career for me I can see a future for me you know because it must be awful and, and Tyler mentioned it you know the industry you know notoriously is 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 sort of cutthroat and you know it must be incredibly incredibly difficult to to get these gigs sort of thing so you know to finally hook up with something that that is positive that lots of people are liking you know it must be it must give you great yeah, confidence no, moving forward um, what's what's crazy about it is i'm really enjoying it like look at my instagram clearly i'm enjoying it i keep posting about how great roger is but what I'm genuinely enjoying more is seeing people like something that we did. Yeah. And along with that, it's also seeing people that I like do well. So for films I'm not in, if I know the people, I want to watch it. I want to do whatever they need to be done for that film to get watched. I'm, at this point in my life, I've become super supportive. And I really enjoy watching other people succeed, especially when they're younger. Like Ty, because I had that once and I screwed it up so bad. And I didn't deserve it. 
But seeing someone who's awake at 4 a.m. doing dishes for other people, because that's just how a DBS set is. You just eat when you're hungry and leave a dish and Ty will clean all of your dishes, <laughs> despite just leaving a scene. Um, yeah. Watching him do well and then watching Dylan do well and especially watching Chloe continue to blow up. And Stephanie, who's got a great pumpkin movie coming out, Pumpkinhead. It's, it, it really does warm your heart. And especially with Brendan and Kellen, because you see how hard they work. You see how passionate they are and how committed they are. And just mm-hmm. seeing them all succeed in general is great. And just to be a part of that with, you know, with still technically the supporting character, to just be on that little train of success feels amazing because I yeah. get to watch everyone else succeed. Yeah, and it must be cool as well. You, you, I mean, you call Roger a supporting character, but when you uh, and I would I would ask anybody who's listened to this to go and watch the trailer as well as watch the movie because you pretty much use your your speech around the campfire. That is the whole theme for that trailer. So funny yeah, yeah. thing about that scene. This is why. <laughs> this this is really why I I gotta say it's great to work with these people because that scene was 100 percent different an hour yeah. before we shot it. Oh, yeah. So we had rehearsed it, and we got to a point where it was okay, and we're getting ready to shoot. And, you know, I was I was content with the performance I was about to do. I was okay with it. But I had a, you know, there's something in my head that just wasn't clicking. There was something that was missing for that scene and the character in general. And about an hour before, I'm watching Moon Knight with Dylan, and Chloe comes in to watch and hang out. She starts asking me some questions about my wife. As I'm reading the script, and suddenly something clicks in my head of a different version of this lore dump that I'm about to do, of this 12-minute monologue that I've been rehearsing for two, three months. And my brain says, throw that all away and do something different. And as an actor, I was trained in improv. So my basis is to feel it, live it, breathe it, bring it into the world. So right before we're going to go shoot, I'm talking to Brent, like, hey, I got an idea. And I know you spent months writing this and you're putting your money into this and you have built this great set and you've got this shot and you're paying all these actors. But can we throw that all away and do something completely different? And in true fashion, he goes, what's the idea? And I gave him a quick little pitch of what I was going to do. And he goes, okay, that sounds great. Let's do it. So that scene ended up being mostly improvised, just knowing the little beats to hit. And the whole way that scene works is it's a long rambling scene and when you're an actor being in those scenes you have a tendency to space out if you have one line but everyone stayed engaged even when the camera's not on them you know leading it hitting their beats even learning to come off the script that we threw away already and being able to get their points across and we ended up changing the entire thing and four or five takes 10 to 13 minutes each time no one flubbed a line, no one messed anything up, and it was one of those where everyone just kept passing the ball to the next person. Like, here you go, your turn to score, here you go, your turn to score, here you go, your turn to score. And it became fun. Like, it was just fun to do it. And then, of course, the ending joke of the Winnebago was the only scripted line. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> It was a good line. The only line is like, this is a great line. Let's stick with this. But everything else, that whole eight minutes, 
<laughs> so when Ben's talking about he was doing the improv, so no one else knew, keep in mind. We're all like on set and we all know our lines. We know the beats to hit. So he starts going because like I'm, I'm basically reacting off of like what he's doing because it's like me and him. And I'm just like, I don't remember these lines ever in the script. So I'm just like, I pulled the script off and you know, I'm not oh, on camera at the time. Did, ever, did he tell anyone what I was No, doing? nobody knew. <laughs> I didn't know that part. <laughs> Nobody knew. So I pulled the script out and like I grab it because like I said, I'm not on camera at the time. So I'm like going through this. I'm like, I didn't even see any of these lines. On the I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know where to like butt in. Where do I do my line now? But like he said, like it was so cool how like then I'm like, all right, I guess we're improv it just like him. And we, you know, we had our lines and then we made it work at like where we thought it was appropriate and it, and it worked beautifully. And it was, it was so cool how like, we, I was like, this is awesome. I and mean, this is a, one of the main reasons I became an actor is like, because of moments like this, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, you memorize your lines and then you basically get the, the general idea of it. But then the fact that Brandon gets, allows us to do this. Cause you know, there was many, many other opportunities throughout the entire movie that we were able to do stuff like this. And it just, it makes everything smooth so much better. I mean, I think, I think it's just so, so great. And it, like you said, improv is such a huge tool as an actor. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't know. <laughs> no idea, dude. And, and then we start doing it. You did, you did it again. And it was different. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, every single time it was like slightly different. And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, this is great, but I was like, you know, a little nervous at first because I was like, oh, I don't want to fuck up his 12 minute I, monologue. I had no idea. Everyone was so cool. I didn't, I thought everyone was just kind of informed, like, hey, go Not get to your beat. Be ready. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that, is, that is cool. Yeah, so it's a quick question then. So you just mentioned the title, one of the reasons why you got into acting. Tell us then, you guys, what was it that first attracted you? What got you into acting in the first place? And what was your, what was your entry point? Well, I started as a writer. My goal in life was to be a beat writer for the Yankees. I just wanted to follow around the New York Yankees and write about them. So I started as a writer in 2002. And my first interview audition, I got cast in an off, 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 off Broadway sketch group. And that's really where I started to learn how to act. I wasn't. It wasn't really something that was clicking for me creatively. I liked the words more. And then one of my friends, who's a great actor, uh, Tom Courtney, um, his dad showed me a film called Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. And as we're watching it, his dad is telling me all these stories about Peter Sellers and how he developed these characters and his method and all the work he did to bring these characters to life. And I fell so in love with that performance and that ability to take a character and reinvent it was finally what clicked for me that with a writer brain and an actor brain, I can kind of do that. What we did with Brendan, which was I took his story and his words and I created a character and I put it all together. And that came from watching that movie and it came from a love of Peter Sellers which is why I like doing these characters. I like to create something that's 3D. I like to just be a little bit more or just do something. And, you know, there's also that part of me that loves professional wrestling. And it's a Chris Jericho thing. If you're going to do it, do it 100%. Don't ever half-ass do anything, which fully rounds out that, uh, hey, trivia, uh, Roger's slightly based on Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, dude. Oh. 
That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. if you're curious why he whispers, and eventually it becomes a bit of a mumble in the Roger project, because <laughs> uh, Jake the Snake Roberts never yelled. He whispered. He made you come yeah. in. Yeah. So that's where a lot of that came from. Which side of a fence does a man stand on? <laughs> I used to, <laughs> used to love Jake the Snake Roberts growing up. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, Tyler? So for me, it was a little bit different. I... So I, I grew up playing sports, so specifically soccer all my life. So when I got out of, uh, so that was like, that was my life all the way up to college. And I was actually planning to play in college. It didn't end up happening. Um, so I was in college and I had a lot of like, you know, I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do for the next four years? And what am I going to do with my life? You know, it's just like, I'm out of high school and this is it. And trying to figure out what I want to do. And I had a lot of time, you know, my, my self time, um, you know, basically finding myself and, I just I always had this interest for film and just the, that the industry itself and like I didn't know what it was because I had never dipped into it yet and I got and then so when I was working I was actually a barista that was my first job so I would get a lot I meet a lot of people like a lot from everywhere and a lot of the things that I get you know comments that I get is oh you look like a young Tom Cruise <laughs> so I was just like okay and i'll take the compliment and i wasn't an actor at the time i was like okay you know that's definitely a compliment <laughs> so then and then you know we watching movies and then you know some people like i was like oh what did you think about the movie all oh, the movie was great you know this actor and this but for me when i watch a movie it was so much more than that i was like i want to know how this happened and and what they thought of to make this happen and what they had to go through to do this and i was like no one else was thinking that and i was like maybe I, the only way to do that was you know to become an actor but to start off i had no knowledge in the industry i didn't have an agent didn't have headshots didn't have anything so obviously I went in the internet i was like what's the first thing i have to do got some headshots found an uh, you know decent agent and then they kind of led me in the right direction uh, you know in the, in the professional way so I was like, all right, well, the only easiest way, because I had no experience, no, no acting classes, the way I could do it is I knew I was like, going to get into modeling, you know, because it's the easiest way for me to get into the industry. And so I got, that's why I got the agent. And from there, I started doing booking commercial work. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's different than modeling. Modeling's a, a specific uh, thing that I just fell through. But then I'm like, I, I like this. I like how, um, you know, you don't show up to the audition. It's like, all right. That was the three photos because like I, I live an hour away from Miami and that's where majority of the uh, auditions are. So I'm like, I, I'm not driving over an hour to be here for two minutes. You guys take two photos of me and be like, oh, well, maybe, maybe you'll hear back from us. Maybe you won't. And there's like 12 other of me's that look like me or better. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 this is this is not this. This can't be it. So then when I went to the commercial auditions. It was so cool, and like all in film auditions, you get to show your personality a little bit, and you get to throw in your personality into the into the the roles. And I was like, wow, this is so so cool. I want to figure out like more. I wanted to learn more, so I I booked my first uh, extra job on Baywatch, actually, like I was mentioning before. And I was like, I just want I don't care if it's extra work. I just want I want to learn like everything that could be. I want to get connections, and that was that's the biggest thing I've learned is every single set or any even just the smallest job. Just build, you know, make the connections. Cause I can't tell you how many jobs I've gotten where it's just been, oh, I, I know Tyler or I know this. It's just been referral, 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 referral. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, that's what, you know, the connection. And obviously, as an actor, I got into 
now I want to train and become, because I was like, wow, that, that guy's so good. I want to be like him because I know where I was at. And I was like, I knew there's plenty of people better than me, but I know it's possible to get there. And so then I got into acting classes and it was just, uh, it was that, that for me was, was, was really what did it. And it was just like every single job that I've done. And, and for me, I, I believe in like, you, you have to be happy for what you're doing because if you're doing the same job every day and you're really not happy, I mean, you can be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I've seen it every day. People are just so unhappy and, and you really have to be happy for what you're doing. And for acting, that, that's what that's what sparked it for me. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I don't care what it takes, how long it takes. I'm going to make it happen. And because and you have to see it. No one else is going to see it for you. If you see it, others people will start believing down the road, you know, obviously. But it's that's what it really did for me for that thing. And, you know, obviously I'm still a level world. there's always room for growth. I mean, even A-list actors, they're still auditioning and training and, and learning new things that they didn't know. And it's, I just thought, I just think it's the coolest thing for as an actor. I mean, uh, Ben, I'm sure you have similar thoughts on that too as well. Yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of had two runs in the industry. I had the first 10 years where I was young and I had a good looking phase at one point when I was much younger. And I got <laughs> a lot of the, I got a lot more of the leading man roles and they never really fit right for me. I was never mm-hmm. that hype, uh, show up, look good, be stoic and heroic. That was never me. I'm dirty and grimy. I play both <laughs> kinds of characters, moonshiners and meth dealers. <laughs> but I was very, I didn't have my head on the same way Ty does, where he's appreciating the moments. I was a maniac because it's also New York City. So you're just working all the time and you're just yeah. constantly going. And I got burnt out and I fell out of love with it. And then I fell in love with my wife and I fell in love with my family. And I was very corporate for another 10 years of my life. And then when that went away, I wanted to go do something just to scratch the itch, kind of see if I still had it. And I fell back in love with it doing a student film for full set. And then after that, I really thought I was done. I was never going to do anything again. But then I got a commercial and I got another commercial. And then I got a film, uh, Parch 3, coming out later this year. And then I did another short film and I fell in love with it all over again. And then when Forest of Death came, it was, I think, like, I don't know if I'm going to get to do this again. I don't know how many people are going to keep casting me. So I'm just going to give it everything I got. I'm just going to swing big. I'm going to Nick Cage just and see what happens. And, you know, I've watched a lot of movies. I lived a lot of life. There was a lot of that character that is not me at all. There's a lot of that character that comes from the experiences I had. The weathered look is my actual weathered look. (laughs) (laughs) You know? His eye constantly drifting is just, you know, my eyes drifted over years. Honestly, when I put the cowboy hat on, I thought I was just doing cosplay Shawn Michaels. Cowboy hat, a wonky eye. Did a southern accent. Nice. That's so... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. To... to, uh, follow up on what you were saying as an actor i mean a lot of people don't know but like yeah you're playing the role you know there's like a, a description of the role and you like envision this role in your head you know okay i gotta play this but it's so cool how you can incorporate your own self into that role as well as like what it's supposed to be and so every role is like different but it's still you and like unless you really personally know that person you don't know it but like so like when i like look at these uh, you know like Tom Cruise or something like that, 
he's him in every single one of those roles. That's why actors, they get John, you know, there's in specific genres and they get locked into it because that's, that's them. That's what, you know, not everybody does comedy, not everybody does action. And, and it's just not for them. Like you were saying, you just, it's not, you have to be comfortable and feel like this is it, this is me, but like I'm also playing the role. And it's just well, so you, cool as an actor how you get the opportunity character. to do that. You know your character fairly well because on set we film at night because it's a night movie, so you get sleep whenever you can. And he's one of those that like you got ten minutes to set up a shot, he'll sleep dead asleep <laughs> for ten minutes, twenty minutes. And as soon as Brendan starts getting the shot together, I don't even know if he's there's a trigger word or if there's something, but it goes from Ty's asleep, he's unconscious. What are we doing? To Ty's awake and saying his line perfectly. What just happened? <laughs> one it's multiple times. He'll just fall asleep in the middle of the set. Time to go. And he's up and going. It's the wildest thing. Is that because there's too much partying going on there behind the scenes? Is that what happens really? Uh, to get into the Roger character, there's a... There's it's a fun process, but it's still a process. <laughs> Someone had to drink all those natty lights as props. <laughs> I think twenty-four of them, to be exact. <laughs> so, just, just, I was just going to ask Tyler because you mentioned you went commercials and then you sort of modeling in commercials and so on, and 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 it's just the process of, in terms of sort of casting. So, how many people? have you been up against for this particular role was it written uh, and, and excuse me ignorance sort of with you in mind was it something that that you you gravitated to and there, there was another 10 guys that were going for the same role as you just talk me through that process of when did you get your call back when did you and what how did that work i know the number talk about for, are you talking right, about okay. for this I, yeah, for this, yeah for this one yeah for this one for force <laughs> so force death is kind of funny I, I don't know if Ben knows this one. So they had the, so like I said, I was in the previous movie, right? So I messaged Kellen. I was like, oh, hey, because, you know, there are some directors and producers that they don't like to reuse actors because they just like different actors for every film. And, I you know, that's just their thing. And that's that's cool. So I was like, hey, I don't know if you guys want to, you know, have an opportunity. I could, I'll fit into that movie. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, just just audition. And he's like, I'll send you the sides. And then, you know, just audition. And then, you know, I was like, okay, cool. I was like, audition, just like everybody else. So I sent the, I sent my audition in, right? And ben, and Kellen was like, okay, cool. We'll get back with you, well, you know, a few weeks. So I was like, okay, cool. They post. They're like, all right, congratulations to uh, the the the, fa the final ten people who made it to the last round of, of casting. Didn't hear anything back. So I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't make it to the last round. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, um, I didn't hear anything back, uh, Kellen. You know, I already knew him personally. So it's just like, hey, what's going on? I know that we, I sent in. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, I already pushed you to the to the last round. I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. So like, you know, I wasn't worried as much. So then they get the, uh, another post. And I'm like, oh, so we just concluded the, the casting. I'm like, still haven't heard anything back. <laughs> so... He so so then I got a message from Brandon. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna set up the the Zoom call for like just the you know the onboarding and everything, just to describe like what's going on." So I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even know I got the role, but that's that's pretty cool." I was like, "I was like, thanks for letting me know, <laughs> right?" So w I was at work and I I was I was doing a Zoom call with them, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I was like, Brandon, did you get my my self tape and everything like that?" He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, Callan had me send in a self-tape and everything like that. And he said that you guys watched it and reviewed it. He's like, oh, 
no, 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 no. You already had the role. There was no, there was no audition. I'm like, oh, wow. what? Nice. He's like, he's like, no, you weren't supposed to do the sides. I'm like, what? I was like, he's like, yeah, Colin didn't tell you. I'm like, no, he made me do the whole audition and everything. <laughs> so I didn't even know. He's like, yeah, we wrote the role for you. I'm like, what? <laughs> no idea. Brilliant. Yeah, they're. Um, that's so, kind of how they operate at times. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so that, it's, I think it's just to will, amuse themselves, but they'll keep you on the fence about some things. Like, I, <laughs> in their next film, Into the Forest, I auditioned for Roger and did not get the role of Roger. <laughs> okay. And, I, like, I saw it in the screen. I'm like, oh, okay, clearly I'm playing this character. And I still sent in the audition, and I crushed it. It was great. <laughs> and I, I got a message from Callie, and he's like, hey, we're going to go in a different direction, but don't worry. Hold on. And that was it for like three days. And Brent and I have been friends since we finished shooting. And I text him almost every day. I started, I started texting my weird idea I get every day, whatever bad movie concept I get. I started texting it to him <laughs> because he appreciates it. And he also probably has a script for it already. But I didn't know that I wasn't going to be Roger in that movie. They wanted to do something different with it, and they gave it to the actor put Officer Hawk. So now it's my Macbeth role, where sometimes somebody else gets to be Roger. But then I get a message back from Kellen after Brent and I have been screwing around by, you know, we should do a Roger movie. Roger just making fun of people for an hour. And Kellen messages me back. He's like, yeah, man, we want to hold you off for the next one. We're going to do the whole Roger movie thing. So just hold on. I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? And I text Brendan. I was like, Roger movie? He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it after this one. So I'm still Roger? I get my own movie? What just happened? And that was, that's actually the power of the super fans and them involving their fans in a lot of their decision making and the way they want to operate because they loved Roger. So there's no Roger if it's not for the DBS super fan discord. I don't know if we do a whole Roger movie, but I'm very grateful for them. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. yeah absolutely absolutely so there's a question then so here's one we pitched as well the last time we, we we had like i said we had emily and bridget on so you're talking there about film ideas matt damon ben affleck they went out and they they did their thing they had their idea and they made a movie which was they had some some degree of success is that something you'd like to do and do you have any ideas kicking around in your head about it oh there's one a day there's something that i'd like to do if there's there's one that brenda and i've been messaging each other back and forth that sounds okay there's two there's two they were kicking back and forth no no, no there's three there's three, there's three. And, and one of them is uh taking advantage of cocaine bear and attacking the meth creator and kind of going in that direction and then there's another one that is one of the darkest things that, may have ever come out of his mind and it sounds great and i'd love to do it and we've mentally cast it we've texted each other back and forth about i don't know if it's ever going to happen or not but there's always something in your head the next idea that you can get excited about as an actor is always your favorite thing and believe me for roger i think we've accidentally already written the next eight movies just screwing around texting each other and me doing uh roger's voice <laughs> but there's there's always something that you want to do. Yeah. There's always that creative thing that you need. Yeah. 
Absolutely, absolutely. What about yourself, Tyler? You, you got any ideas of making your own movie? Well, Ty is going to play uh, tall and good-looking in his next film. Probably <laughs> the one after that. He will play the tall, good-looking guy while I continue to play the hunchback of Notre Dame roles. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know if I. I'm at that point yet. Because you know, you see a lot of the a lot of these actors nowadays. You know, they're, they're directing, producing, and acting only one all in one movie. I don't know how, but I mean, it's incredible. Like that, uh, like Michael B. Jordan on Creed Three, directing, yeah. acting, and pro- I mean, incredible. I mean, I, I, I mean, just but like being on set and like just for everything that I got going on is like focusing on, I, you know, as an actor, everything I have to like get into the role and and then to worry about the producing and the directing. I don't, I could not even imagine because there's just so much that like going on and to be involved in all of that is 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 absolutely it's it's, it's yeah, a gift it's a gift that. it is definitely a gift um so I don't, I don't know i mean i think it is definitely interesting i've had a couple opportunities that's of past people that i've worked with they say hey do you want to ha- come help and you know produce this film or short film or whatever it is i think i was like yeah i think that'd be really really awesome because like as an actor seeing like what what needs to be done but then being behind the camera is a completely different thing um one in the same because you know what you're looking for but it's like wow it's like this still i have to learn like what exactly because like like i said kellen and brendan have the i mean t- I, the way they think is insane i think it's great <laughs> but yeah, uh watching brendan take roger <laughs> and turn into the roger project i don't ever want that to quickly that producer. quickly too yeah, yeah. The, the level of anxiety and stress and this like the, the amount of time you just have to spend working to not only one finish making the movie start working on another movie and then start pre-production for the spin-off film and i watched him go through the entire process from the nugget of an idea to a completed film and it looks exhausting and it doesn't look <laughs> fun at no point does it look like he's having fun when you get him to laugh on set, it feels great oh, because great. you can almost you can feel that his commitment, you can feel his endurance, you can feel his focus because he doesn't break. I don't know if he sleeps, I don't know if he eats, I don't know if he takes time <laughs> to sniff the flowers. I've been texting him all day. He's not enjoying any of the reviews. He's not enjoying <laughs> any of this. I'm trying to soak it all in. People telling me that they love me. I'm sure Ty's doing the same. And Brendan, I know, is mentally on, you know, how do we market this better? How do we get this to more people? Okay, I got to finish doing this film to get this release. What am I learning from this experience to not make these mistakes on the next film? What am I taking? Like, his brain is just always going. And it looks miserable. Because I'd rather create the fun character, show up to set, have beer waiting for me to get into that character, and then get to do all the creative fun stuff. Without having to worry about the lens or the lighting or what, <clears throat> what the hell is Kellen doing on TikTok right now? Like, I don't want to do anything. That's mad because you, you would have thought, like, with the reviews you'd be getting, like I say, and I checked it out on IMDb myself, like I say, it was in 9.3 earlier that like, today when I saw it. You, you, you would have thought the dude would be reveling in that, wouldn't you? No. No, <laughs> not at all. And, and I, I don't know if you guys know, but like, it's when you're on set, it's not like there's a whole like professional like there's like 20 people staring at you or you got like 12 guys just to carry a light and then and then like four other guys to carry a microphone. I mean it's just Kellen and Brendan. 
doing everything from the filming, the directing, the lighting, the audio, and then after the, after that, they go and edit it at this at this like the same day. It goes and edit it, and, and then like oh, it's just I'm like oh my god, it's a machine. It's it's <laughs> watching a vehicle be produced by machines, and they do it effortlessly. Oh my gosh. And Brendan's carrying a rig that probably weighs about 85 pounds. He's directing the actors. He's the cinematographer. He's the set decorator. He's doing all these different things at the same time. And he's still just, hey, man, when, I think if you switch these two lines around, or can you fit this beat in there because I got an idea for a shot? And he's like, there's so much going on. But he has the ability for each one of those things to focus in on in that particular moment, which, again, seems exhausting and not fun. <laughs> keep yeah. reiterating that anyone wants to make movies. It's not fun yeah, to be yeah. successful and good at it. It's excruciatingly <laughs> hard and exhausting. So, so how long would how long would it take or did it take into from the first take through to you know completion? How, how long were you on set? How long were you so cast how long filming for? So for this movie, what was it? Six, six or seven days was it? I course of death? think it was. So technically, it bled into a seventh day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so usually the last days, like you know, they reserve it. So if we have to do any pickup shots, like if, there, if there's takes that were you know things that they didn't get, they they specifically always reserve the last day for for all that because you know you see what you want, you get as much content as you can get, but sometimes you just don't get the shot that you're looking for. And, and the thing about these horror movies, since they're in the dark, you can't really recreate dark. You gotta film it in the dark. <laughs> I was gonna spend, you gotta spend a lot of money just to make it just not make dark, it dark yeah. you know, in the daylight. <laughs> so, even I mean, the house you know, they pick, the house they picked is all glass. You couldn't even choose that during the day. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> so you're like waiting all day and you're studying your lines, you know, sleeping. Definitely, that's a big one, you know, getting your rest in because you know you're filming all night long. For, for the most part, you're filming all night long and it's it's brutal. I mean, they tell they told us for the film, you know, hey, listen, this is what it's going to be. Um, we're filming a 90 plus minute movie in seven days. So at first I thought, I'm like doing the, I'm like, what? A full movie in seven days, like that's crazy. You would that's never. Crazy. I'm like, no way. And and then when I go back, because this is before I ever worked with them, I go back and look at their previous work. Because I was I was like, all right, let me see what they they, they have to offer. You know, I don't want to be wasting my time. And and I'm like, how do they do all of that with the quality and everything they're describing to me in seven days? Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. And so, you know, this is this is the onboarding where they're like, you know, explaining, are you, are you comfortable with special effects? Uh, you know, it's going to be long hours. I just want you guys to be adjusted to that. Because, you know, your, your mind has a time clock for when you guys go to sleep. So to like switch, hey, for a week, telling my mind that we're staying up, it's like your, your mind's like, what the heck's going on, Tyler? <laughs> so, you know, it was, you're dealing with all that. And, and, and then also you got to be in the role. And and then you can't show that on the film. Like you can't show that you're exhausted. You can't show that it's four o'clock in the morning. We've been filming for twelve plus hours. You're and being it's, attacked it's, by it's... mosquitoes. You hear the sound <laughs> of gunshots. There's bears growling all over you. There might be a coyote next to us. <laughs> and give a performance. Go. And and then and then everybody else just sees the final. Oh wow, that was great. Oh yeah, it was it was great. But you just see everything that it takes to get to get there. It's it's, it's yeah. I mean, I love it. I love it. 
I'm sure I know Ben loves it. That's that's also the part of being an actor. You have to love it because you, you just can't you can't do this you're, and make a career out of it and be miserable. You, you just, it just doesn't work. You know, they, <laughs> in the Roger Project, they kick my ass pretty hard. I, <laughs> I, I take a solid beating. I may or may not have gotten a concussion. <laughs> and it was great. It was it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I was exhausted the whole time. I had no idea where I was and no what was going on. <laughs> I smoked a lot of cigarettes for Roger in that movie, and I don't smoke. <laughs> and all of it was just, like, this is real life. This is actually happening. We're making I think, this movie. I think that comes across, though. You can tell you guys are enjoying it. And you can tell it's it's a project of love as well by the guys making it as well. When, when someone's passionate about something, you can see it's written all over it. And I think it's very, very obvious in this movie as well. So if, the, if anybody listening to this hasn't seen it, get yourself along to Amazon Prime and search it out forest of death you can't miss it it's it's fantastic and you will enjoy it but the big question i have to ask based on watching that movie so so tyler towards the end of the film there you think that roger's really fucking with him you, you know you think he's the guy he's the bad guy and you head out into the woods to kick his ass do you think you'd have taken him yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> one punch roger would not go down but he would know that it's it's over <laughs> just walk away <laughs> you would just be running on pure moonshine and natty light strength but it would the fight would be done it would be very much over <laughs> that wasn't um, the answer I was expecting yeah. <laughs> me either <laughs> like maybe Roger would bite him or something but no, he's a big dude he's a big guy Oh, oh my gosh. You see yeah. him push me into the fire pit. When you hear Roger say fire pit, that's me saying you pushed me too close to the fucking fire pit. <laughs> His little shove was enough to toss me. Which again, like the whole way this works of the Roger character being as insulting as he was, every actor there had to be cool about it. Like, if his ego was big, he wouldn't have the I can't wait to fuck your girlfriend line. Like, <laughs> If that is a great cool, line as well, by the way. <laughs> I don't go after Chloe if she's not cool with it, but it turned into like, no, no, you can do more. <laughs> how bad can you be? Let's see how insulting you can be. And even like the, the moonshine exchange, 20 bucks for piss water, that just became an entirely made up scene. It, there was a script. Oh my gosh. So, th- where it went. They post- so they posted that. So I didn't even know you said that line because I was like, I walked off on that scene and you were walking the other direction so when i when they posted it because like i hadn't seen the movie at the time and i sent it to you i'm like oh my gosh this is freaking great <laughs> this is so funny <laughs> like his little like comments that like i didn't hear like being on set because they were just you know we had mics on and everything like that so you don't have to be yelling and it was just it just there were so many different scenes where i'm like oh my gosh i didn't know that that happened or i didn't know he said that and it just made scenes so good like i was dying laughing and i didn't even and i was there <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i had honestly, already heard I got it you i definitely yeah. think i got you <laughs> one of the weird things the shitty seltzer line i think got like, you the first time yeah, yeah. Like, or like the fridge scene or you use <laughs> your moonshine and then Oh, I, I, that was that was so great. Oh, no, was when I when I rewatched it finally, <laughs> I mean, you definitely killed the role. I mean, I, I give you all the props in the world for that because that specific role was not like you said. Each role is different for each person. I don't think I would have pulled the role off like that. I mean, that was you killed it. 
It was great. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't think anyone would have made the choices I made to get to that process. <laughs> <laughs> there were probably that was, a lot of wrong choices that I made. Like, you know, I'm going to play it as a pervy redneck. This is a great route to go. People are going to love this. Yeah. yeah and then if, you, if you go look at the character description, it was completely different than what you originally yeah, got casted for. 50 to 60 year old scary redneck. <laughs> Yeah, when you come across pervy rednecks in real life, they're not that enjoyable. <laughs> I do live in Florida. There, there is a real-life Roger that I base some of the character on, too. There's a lot of inspiration to create that character, but I used to have a shirtless neighbor that didn't like to wear shoes and just walked around all day smoking a pack of Marlboro Reds. I <laughs> real thing right yeah. Yeah, yeah. Florida will give you some of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that dude's my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. you better be thanking him <laughs> yeah so we're we're up around about the hour mark guys you got any other questions for these guys no no really just a bit of a final thought really i mean we, you know we, we love hooking up with guys from over, over in the states we, we, we love the horror genre in particular so it's been an absolute blast love just getting it getting into the sort of characters and your inspirations and how it might have been different from originally thought and all that so i just want to say you know massive thank you to you guys for for, for giving up your time but i know you said you've got to the easter weekend early so i hope you have a fantastic sort of easter weekend and family are all all well and tyler good luck from me personally you know moving forward and everything that you do absolute honor and privilege guys just to have you on with us so um yeah all, all the best moving forward indeed thank you for having us oh, no, i really appreciate that yeah, no, no. The, the second you, you messaged about the idea of coming on and we, and we chatted about it, and we put about, you know, when, when can we wear this out? And I wanted to happen quite soon. Literally, I fly to Paris tomorrow morning and I, and I didn't want to miss out on this opportunity. So I should technically be packing now. I'm going to be packing after I'm done here. Don't worry about it. But yeah, we I really, really appreciate it. This has been really entertaining. And thank you for giving us a little little window into your world. Before we let I'm you go. to bring I, the movie uh, across the pond. Oh no! Very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, I like it. So before we let you, I just need to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, which are Ollie's Snacks. So if you want your olives, your nuts, your pretzels, or your chocolate covered pretzels, head over to ollies-ollies.com. Use the promo code Tallboy Radio, all capitals, all one word, and get a twenty percent discount off your order. And with every order placed on their website, they donate a school meal to a child in need with the help of One Feeds Two. So yeah, absolutely, guys. Really, really, really appreciate you coming on here. We will, of course, share a link to the Amazon Prime movie on our website. We'll do a blog. We always do a blog post about every episode, so we'll stick it on there. And if you head over to the external links part of our website, we'll we'll put it there so you can click on it and you can go rent that movie yourself. And I would absolutely recommend that you do. So, Benjamin, Tyler, if you'd like to say your goodbyes to our listeners. Oh, the, I hope everyone who hasn't seen the movie, you watched the movie, you don't have to like it. You won't be bored. <laughs> No. I can promise you that. Even if it's not your style of movie, what you, you should do is you should watch it because you're supporting indie horror, small business, independent actors. You're supporting multiple good causes. And I know you could waste that money on other things. I assume in England you have Starbucks too. Fun places like that where money just gets spent. <laughs> Instead of doing that, buy the movie. Yeah. And if you can do it one day... Skip the latte, skip the macchiato, maybe have one less beer, and buy the movie every day for like a week. Buy like seven <laughs> times. Because that really helps. And it's, you know, it's not a whole lot of money. It's, you know, it's pounds. Yeah. It's a couple yeah. pounds. Yeah. Everyone can stand to lose a couple pounds. Spend it on a good cause. <laughs> Force of death. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Tyler. Thanks. Thanks for having me, you guys. Um, this has been is my first podcast ever, and it's been amazing. <laughs> Go watch the film. You know, I especially shout out to Callan and Brendan who made this happen for all of us. It's it's a great movie. <laughs> and you can rent it or buy it. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it's just watch Legally, it exactly whatever whatever you <laughs> yes don't pirate it whatever you have to do just watch the film i mean yeah. you won't you won't be bored you're really gonna enjoy it it's one of my favorites for sure i mean i'm being biased because i was in it <laughs> but definitely go watch it <laughs> hey man gaza do you want to say goodbye yeah just uh, say echo what i said just a couple minutes ago uh, massive thank you to you guys for, for for coming on wish you all the very best for it whatever happening in the future and, and here's to many 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 more roger movies Let, let's go with that yeah, amen. yes amen well i'm looking forward to roger 10 it sounds very questionable i, but... I am not above selling out for, the, for that character i'll play him as much as they let me <laughs> I, as, I, as many times as brendan said can you throw the cowboy hat on i am happy to throw that cowboy hat on <laughs> <laughs> Roger's a lot of fun yeah, I can imagine. I can well imagine. Yeah. So what I would say as well, like you know, you can go and spend your money on any on any film on Amazon Prime. That's entirely up to you. But keep in mind, a lot of those films are made with the idea of making a return. Sometimes films were made out of passion and out of love, and I think that is often the case in the horror genre. And for me, that's the sort of films I would much rather watch. I've watched it, and I think it's fantastic. I watched it from start to finish, and I tell you what, it won't be the last time. I promise you this. I'll be watching it again. So to all you guys out there. Go rent the movie, go buy the movie, whichever you choose to do, preferably both for these guys. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Tallboy Radio. Mm-hmm.